It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. What's good, Wizards fans? It's your host, The Real Ed Oliver and Brandon Scott. Today, we're going to preview free agency and talk about the t- the Minnesota Timberwolves being interested in Monte Morris and DeLon Wright. Let's get to it. You are Locked On Wizards, your daily Washington Wizards podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I want to thank you guys for making Lotto Wizards your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get podcasts. Today's episode is brought to you by Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code Locked On NBA for twenty dollars off your first purchase. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Also, at the end, we will be talking about the subscribers and listeners have been commenting on YouTube and asking about the uh, move, the potential move to Virginia for the Washington Wizards and the Capitals. So we're going to talk about that a little. We're going to talk a little bit about that at the end of the episode. But free agency starts tomorrow at six o'clock p.m. Eastern time. A lot of crazy things are already happening. James Harden opting in, and he, he's asking, basically asking for a trade. Um, the Suns being rumored to meet with Kyrie Irving. There's just so many rumors, so many things going on right now. But of course, in the Wizards' neck of the world or neck of the woods. Um, the biggest thing that's come out for the last couple of days is that Monte Morris and the Timberwolves have been linked uh, together or the Timberwolves are reportedly interested per the athletic uh, in trading for Monte Morris and or DeLon Wright, either one of those guys. Um, also, Danilo Gallinari, Danilo, I'm sorry, Danilo Gallinari is reportedly going to be bought out by the Wizards per Jake Fisher of Yahoo Sports. So we'll see if that does happen. Um, what are your thoughts on all those moves? And then I'll throw out a trade scenario uh, for you, too. Once again, this is from the Wiz of Oz. They reacted to our trade scenarios on Bleacher Report. Uh, so this is something that they came up with. Um, Wendell Moore Jr. from the Timberwolves, Nathan Knight, Josh Minot, in a 2024 second-round pick uh, for Monte Morris or DeLon Wright. And then we'll get to the other trade that they threw out there as well. Um, Overall, man. It's a wild NBA offseason already, man. Mm-hmm. I mean, look at the Kyrie. I don't know how that fits, man. You know, even if they sign and trade DeAndre Ayton, you're not going to get any rebounds, and it's going to be zero paint defense. I just, I don't. And then you got, I mean, I know that um, Bill and Booker can both play off ball, but I mean, Kyrie, man, he's going to hold on to the ball a lot. So it's going to, it's going to be interesting to see if the dating happens. I don't see it happening. I just don't see it happening. But it just shows this is a crazy offseason, man. Uh, James Harden. I mean, is he ever going to be happy where he's at? <laughs> you know, you know, he's trying to, you know, there's been rumors he wants to go to Houston where I don't see that happening. Um, so it's going to be interesting. It's a lot of moving pieces. You know, we we kind of we both kind of called it uh, going into the offseason, man. That there's you're going to see a lot of moving pieces, especially marquee star players, man. And so and so far you have, you know, Bill, you know, being shipped to Phoenix, KP going to Boston, you know, and now James Harden and Kyrie. But getting into the you know two or two negative words, like you said, um, Monte, you know, it's time for him to go. I think that that trade that you brought up, whereas Monte Morris uh, for Wendell Moore Jr., Nathan Knight, 
Josh Benat, and a 2024 second round pick is golden. I think it's golden. You get um you get some young talent, and that's exactly what we need. We need young talent, another pick. Um, and honestly, in my opinion, I, I think we should keep Delon right. We, we need a backup who knows how to defend. If, if I had to choose between him and Monte, I'm definitely trading Monte because we know what Monte can and can't do. And I think Monte can go on and be successful. But, you know, I think right now it's Tyus Jones' time, man. You know, obviously they're looking at him to being the starter. So you got to move on from Monte. So I think best case scenario, that is a good trade to me. You're getting young talent, which is what we're trying to do in a rebuild. You get another pick. Um, I don't see them trading both. I think Monte is definitely the guy that's going to get shipped. So um, looking at that trade, man, I, I like it. I like the fact we're getting young talent. That's what intrigues me about this rebuild, man. I am really, really looking forward to Summer League, man. I want to see Bilal, what he can do, you know, um, what kind of step Johnny has taken in the offseason. You know, um, even Kispert and Denny, have they taken those steps to get better? You know, I'm very intrigued to see, you know, who plays in the Summer League. First of all, you know, Denny plays Summer League. Uh, do you, matter of fact, do you know if it's official that Denny's going to play Summer League or is it kind of up in the air right now? Uh, I doubt he's gonna play summer league. I think they they came up with a little bit of the summer league roster on um, not Spot Rack. It's one of, one of those websites that they came up, but I, I highly doubt Denny's gonna play in the summer league. Yeah, and probably Kispert, neither one of them. But you know, like yeah. I said, you know Johnny and Bilal, very intrigued to see. So yeah, e, I like the trade, man. I like the trade. I think it's what exactly what we need. But you know, and I know we're gonna talk about it. You know, the new CBA, you know, saying that you need to spend ninety percent of your cap before the first regular season game. I think kind of changes the Wizards offseason because Kyle Kuzma, you know, you got Houston Rockets looking at him. So, he, you know, it's not guaranteed he's going to leave. But, you know, we could retain him, fill that gap as far as the cap and then move him at the deadline like we were talking about, man. But it's going to be interesting to see because a lot of your rebuilding teams like the Wizards, you know, it's going to be interesting how you're able to sign somebody and fulfill that cap room and still find time or playing time rather for your young guys. It's going to be interesting. So, I mean, overall, I, I welcome a trade to Minnesota. I think that's the best case scenario because, man, there's some garbage trades out there from Monte. Like we were talking about um, Mike Conley. I was like, nah, man, this, at this stage, we don't, I don't want Mike Conley. You know, when we were competitive, yeah, but nah, not now, man, nah. So I think that out of all the trade proposals, I'm digging that one, man. So I'm, I'm going to roll with that one. Right, yeah. The other one is uh, Mike. Con- the Wizards get Mike Conley and the Timberwolves get Monte Morris and DeLon right in two second-round picks. So that would be awful. Um Mike Conley is what 36, 37 years on the tail end yeah. of his career. Good player, has, has had a great career, made an all star game a couple years ago, but he's just not fitting the trajectory at all. I'd rather just keep DeLong. But Monte, yeah, I think it would be better suited for him to uh, be made available via trade or, or traded. I think it would be best for both sides. Since we just have so many backup point guards on this roster, uh, we have so many second round picks, but I just don't think Monte is going to bring you back much in return. At all, I think at best you get a second round pick and a couple of good players, um, or a couple of young talent like Wendell Moore from the Timberwolves. They just, they just, um, I want to say they didn't pick up Nikhil Alexander Walker's um, option. Uh, he he's a point, he's a young point guard with the Timberwolves, so I don't think he would be made available in a trade at all. And then they have Nathan Knight and Josh Meenot, who's a super athletic big man. Uh, we could definitely use some more athletes uh, in the front court for sure. You already got Gaff, who's super athletic. Jay Huff is, is an athletic seven-footer. Vukcevic, if he plays this year, he's got some athleticism to him to him as well. But we are thin at the big spot. We have a lot of guards, but we don't have a lot of bigs right now. Um, and the 2024 second-round pick. So we would get another second-round pick. So I'm not against that. I do like Wendell Moore out of Duke. He's a good slasher. He kind of reminds me of Josh Hart, plays hard, tough nose kind of guy. Not not a bad, not a great three point shooter, but not a bad three point shooter. He's gonna play defense. He's athletic. He can finish. 
going to run the floor, good passer, just a jack-of-all-trades kind of guy, just like Josh Hart. So, yeah, you're not going to get a sexy trade for either one of these guys, but it definitely is time to move on from one or the other. And if I had to pick who to keep, of course, I agree with you on DeLon Wright because you still need some veterans on this team. A lot of the guys are young. Jordan Poole is still young. He's still maturing. Saw what happened with Golden State, but I still think he's he's got a good head on his shoulders. Um, Denny's still young. Of course, Corey Kisper is on a rookie deal. Bilal is, what, 18 years old. Uh, so you still got a, a lot of young guys on this roster. Even though you are rebuilding and starting from scratch, you still want to have some veterans in the locker room that can show these young guys the ropes. And I think DeLon's got to Tyus, – Tyus can do it too. Uh, but I think DeLon would be a great example. But once again, if you do get – I don't see you getting a first or anything, but if you do get a nice deal for him where somebody is willing to, and they're desperate to get a good defender on their roster, maybe at the trade deadline, they're like, hey, man, we're so desperate, we're just going to give you a first for DeLon. I highly doubt that happens, but if something like that happens, then, yeah, you got to move DeLon for sure and get some value for him. So um, those are the trades right there. We're going to get into free agency. And then Gallo, the last thing about Gallo, I actually – I'm not mad at buying out Gallo, but I understand why. We have a lot of guys on this roster – at this point, and some of these young guys definitely have to get playing time. We have to carve out some minutes for some of these guys. We got a lot of uh, overlapping, like right now, just looking at the roster. Um, you got Tyus Jones, Jordan Poole, Denny, Gallo, Gafford, Monte Morris, Bilal Kalabali, uh, Corey Kisper, Anthony Gilson on the roster, Mike Muscala as a backup. Then you brought in Patrick Baldwin, then you brought in Ryan Rollins. Still got Landry Shamet on the roster, Johnny Davis still on the roster. So you got a lot of guys on the roster. So you got to make room for Johnny to develop, you got to make room for Denny to develop. There's just a lot of guys, and I think if Gallo played, I do think he would get a lot of minutes because Gallo's still a productive player. Even though he's coming off the ACL, he's on the tail end of his career. So I, I get them buying him out, um, and you're just not going to get any trade value for Gallo either. So if that is true from Jake Fisher, I understand why. But I was actually kind of excited to see Gallinari because I've always been a Gallinari fan. He's always cooked the Wizards. He was good with the Hawks, good player for the Nuggets. So he, he's just been a, he's been a legitimate scorer. He's a guy that can slow the game down. He'll just shoot over you fadeaways, can knock down a three. He's always been a legitimate uh, bona fide scorer, and I think he I think he was going to be a good um, leader in the locker room for a rebuild. But if he's going to take away minutes from Denny um, and, and Bilal and other guys like that, then okay, I, I, I can understand them moving on from from, from Danilo Gallinari. Yeah, I wanted Gallo. I wanted to see how you know how he looked in the Wizards uniform, man. Like you said, I've always been a fan too. You know, he's, he's a he's a scorer, man. You definitely shoot the rock, but you know I, I get the move, man. You know it would conflict with these young guys getting minutes because you know another young guy, man. I really want to see is Patrick Baldwin, man. I mean he's got some athleticism mm-hmm. to him, man. You know he can shoot the ball, man. So I'm intrigued, man. You know I know there was some questions going to college injuries, but man, his makeup, man. I mean we could hit on him. I'm trying to tell you he could play some basketball, man. So yeah, I'd rather just see a lot of these young guys cook, man, get some um, playing time, and go from there than for a lot you know a veteran guy unless it's a position where i mean with delon you're getting a guy who can play d who could be productive in the second unit so and in his leadership so that's why i'm kind of edged towards him staying as a monte but you know monte man look if you're a contending team who needs a point guard to run that second unit monte's your guy perfect i mean he that's his and denver that was his perfect position man you know the second team quarterback you know point guard you know what i'm saying so he fits the mold. So I think that, you know, if he can go, you know, Minnesota, I, you know, they're kind of in flux, you know, <laughs> I don't know, how, you know, I don't have them up there with the contending teams in the West, but I think he fits in Minnesota. So yeah, I'm with you on that, man. It's, it's going to be interesting. Like I said, I think the interesting part of the Wizards offseason, man, is, is trying to find playing time for young guys and still 
the whole 90 percent in the cap because that, that's something i don't really think i agree with man you know because it kind of makes it hard to find playing time for your guys because you got to fulfill 90 percent of your cap before the beginning of the offseason so you're gonna have to sign guys that make up the cap that who very well could take up minutes from your young guys so that's kind of where i'm at man man i, I it's gonna be interesting offseason man Right. We're going to get a little bit more into free agency, some guys that we think that they may be interested in, talk a little bit about Kyle Kuzma, some more news that came about him and other teams that are interested in him. But before we get into that, today's episode is brought to you by Game Time. Buying tickets to your favorite events should not be stressful. Always use Game Time to get tickets for the Wizards, the Mystics, the Commanders, um, whatever DC sport event, the Defenders, whatever DC sports event, I'm always using the Game Time app with killer deals on last minute tickets and their best price guarantee. You can stop stressing over the tickets and start getting hyped for the fun you'll have. Flash deals and last minute tickets. Forget planning months in advance. Game Time has deals on tickets right up to the day of the event. Get exclusive flash deals on tickets for football, basketball, baseball, concerts, comedy, theater, and more. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code Locked On NBA for twenty dollars off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code locked on NBA for $20 off. Download game time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price gear run. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Make sure you guys check out us every day on Locked On Wizards. Now for every dayers, tomorrow and the rest of the week, we're going to be reacting to free agency news. Of course, free agency starts on Friday at 6 p.m., so definitely stay tuned for that. If the Wizards make any big news or trades, we will be on here. We most likely will be going live like we have the past couple weeks after uh, the big three front office has taken over. All right, so let's look into some of the teams that are interested in Kyle Kuzma and see if we do. Uh, let's talk about if we, have, if we think we have any chance of bringing him back. Um, and also, we'll just talk about a couple of free agents that um, – we we think may interest the Washington Wizards. So right now, reportedly, the Houston Rockets are are interested in uh, Kyle Kuzma. They have a lot of cap space. Um, the Kings were reportedly interested in Kyle Kuzma, but they just uh, re-signed uh, uh, Harrison Barnes to a deal. I want to say it was about $18 million per year. So that probably will affect the Kings. I don't think the Kings will be interested in Kyle Kuzma anymore after that, unless they want to do a sign and trade. Uh, so those were the two teams that were reportedly interested. The Houston Rockets, they have a bunch of cast so They're reportedly linked to Fred Van Vliet, uh, Dylan Brooks, any free agent out there, they've been linked towards them. So what are your thoughts on Kyle Kuzma uh, coming up? And then also, um, just looking at the salary cap, where we're at right now, um, this is from ESPN Plus, Bobby Marks. He said that we are $43 million below the luxury tax, which is something that we have not seen in a long time. Uh, of course, with Tommy Shepard and really with Ernie Grunfeld, we were always at the luxury tax right below it, or they only went over the tax one time with the death row DC team. That was about it. Um, but they do have the $12.4 million mid-level exception available, the $4.4.5 million biannual, uh, biannual exception available to sign players. And, of course, they have the veteran minimum deals uh, to sign a free agent. So what are your thoughts on Kuzma? And is there any guys that you think the Wizards – or what do you, what do you think they're going to do in free agency? 
Um, Kuzma is interesting. I think Houston is a fit for Kuz, man. I think that is an intriguing move for Houston that kind of speeds up their rebuild, man. They're starting to look like a really solid young squad in Houston, man. Now, I know this reports James Harden wants to come to Houston. I don't see it. I mean, I kind of have the mind frame where if you didn't want to be in Houston before, so why would you want it now when they got talent? So I don't see that happening. Um, but I think Kuz fits. But I'm going to say this. I know we're in a rebuild, but I think that we should look to bring Kuz back, man. And the reason for that, at least to the deadline and try to flip him because that whole 90% of the cap, uh, I just, you know, you got to feel that. I, I don't agree with it, man. I'm, gonna, I'm just going to throw it out there. I think that's stupid. You know, uh, as a rebuilding team, how are you? I'm, you If you got to sign people that make up for that salary cap, you're taking away minutes for your young guys. I just, I don't agree with that. I think I just, I don't agree with it. But I think that best option to fulfill the whole cap situation with the CBA is to bring Kuz back. But if we're unable to do so, because like I said, I think Houston is a good fit for him. Uh, free agents, um, we were talking about Cam Reddish. I think Cam Reddish, yes, um, he's bounced around a little bit, but I think he's worth a one-year deal to see, you know, where he's at, we can get out of him. If this staff can work with him and, and, and you know, see what you got with him. Um, what was another player looking at? Um, Dennis Smith Jr., formerly out of NC State, man. Let your fine point guard. I mean, you maybe take a fly on him, see how he does. I mean, here's the thing. You can never have – I mean, we talked about it many years before the last two teams of D.C. about how depth can be a good thing until it's a bad thing. But, I mean, with a young squad, I mean, you can never have too much leadership. I, I have no problem looking at Dennis Smith. Um, but that's the thing. <laughs> it conflicts with young guys getting playing. And that's why I said I just don't agree with that whole concept of having to spend 90% of your uh, cap before regular season because the Wizards are a rebuilding team. And if you look at a lot of the positions, you need guys at those positions to get minutes. You know, Kispert, he needs minutes. Johnny Davis, man, look, mm-hmm. year two, he needs some minutes. I, I don't want to – he should not be sitting on the bench, man. But And so it's going to be interesting to see how, you know, what goes on with Shemet. You know, because Shemet right now on the depth chart is in front of Johnny Davis. So – and Donnie, Johnny Davis needs those minutes. So it's going to be interesting how, you know, especially when uh, Gallo's gone, you know, where does uh, Patrick Baldwin come in? So it's going to be very, very interesting to see how the Washington Wizards navigate through this whole CBA, 90% of the cap, because – you know, you got to make up for it, but then you still have to give minutes to some of these young guys. But uh, free agents, we, we came over. We uh, said Cam Reddish, Dennis Smith Jr. Uh, mm-hmm. Let's see. Uh, Lonnie Walker. I don't know how you feel about Lonnie Walker, but I mean, he showed what he can do a little bit for the Lakers last season. You know, he could, he's a definite, he's a, you know, a basket man. He could score. So those are intriguing options that, you know, we're rebuilding. So if we keep them, you know, to, I mean, looking at these free agents, sign a couple of them make up for the cap, and then flip them at the deadline. That's kind of where I'm at. You know, find young guys that you can get their value up, and then when it comes to the deadline, flip them for assets. So I think that's the best-case scenario in my mind for the Washington Wizards. Well, yeah, Cam Reddish is an intriguing prospect. Uh, a lot of people loved him before the draft. Of course, he had the Paul George comparisons, but he never um, – he just still hasn't hit his full potential at all. But he's, he showed – he had a couple of good games with the Trailblazers last year. Um, he's kind of had a, a weird. He's kind of had a weird career with the Knicks. Tom Thibodeau didn't really want him, even though the Knicks traded for him. So he basically rode rode the bench. Didn't play much at all. Finally got traded. Um, Mo Bamba is a guy that just got waived by the Lakers. We do. We still need some front court depth. We still have a lot of guards on the roster, and I know we're going to trade some guys, so we'll have um, some open spots at the point guard position. Um, but I think Mo Bamba is a guy to take a look at. Um, and we're just in such a weird spot because you know we're not we're not a team that I believe is trying to win games. You know, let's just keep it real. It's a rebuild, so they're starting from scratch. 
what they need to do is find um, out what they have. You know, what the, what do they have in, in Johnny Davis? What do they have in Denny? This is a contract year for Denny. What do they have in Corey Kispert? Um, what do you have in Gafford at $12 million or $13 million per year? So you got to see what you got in these young guys. Of course, Bilal's got to play. He's got to play as much as possible and develop. Um, and you like you like Patrick Baldwin. I like him a lot too. Six foot ten, can shoot the three. So you got to see what he's got as well. Um, Shaman is still on the roster, and uh, Ryan Rollins, second round pick. I think those are all guys that can certainly play. So, um, but I, I do like Mo Bamba. I do. I, I am a fan of his game, and he wouldn't really cost you much. He's a guy that you just throw out there and see what he's got. But of course, Jay Huff. I want to see what he's got too. Um, just looking at some guys in the free agent pool because I mean Kuzma. I wouldn't mind bringing him back. Uh, if you can flip him and get some value for him rather than just letting him walk. Uh, the teams that do have cap space are teams that are just not very competitive. But, of course, you know, if he's trying to get a bag and get paid, I could see him certainly going down to Houston. And I think they would be a lot better than what they were last year if they get Fred Van Vliet and a couple other guys that they're targeting. Sacramento, I think they're off the board. Indiana has has some has a little bit of cap space to make a move. Um, and the Pistons, they have a little bit of cap space to make a move as well for Kyle Kuzma. But if we can get a sign and trade done, that would be a huge win for the Washington Wizards for sure and get some value because I do think you can get a first-round pick for Kyle Kuzma. I think that would be the biggest win for free agency. But just look at some of the guys that I, I like in free agency. I do like Lonnie Walker. I do like Terrence Ross. He's been a former Wizards killer. He can score. He can fill it up. Uh, Paul Reed from the Sixers, he's been a backup big. He can really score and fill it up. I do like Kata Bates-Diop from the Spurs. He's a good backup big. Um, and all these guys are just – veteran minimum kind of mid-level exception guys that are not going to wow you or anything like that, but they can come in, they can provide energy uh, coming off the bench. Um, Jeff Green is a veteran, played for the Wizards, of course. He can come in and be a mentor, kind of like Todd Gibson was last year. He's a guy, but he just won a championship, so does he want to come to a rebuilding team? Um, who else? Uh, TJ Warren is a guy that, you know, the Wizards were – I feel like they've been interested in in the past. Um, and, and that's that's really it right there. There's just not a lot of – uh, guys that I see uh, right now for the Wizards really in free agency. Dwight Powell, he's an athletic big. I could see them. Mason Plum- Plumley from the Clippers too. He's a guy that could be a strong rebounder there and, and a good mentor, a good veteran in the lock, good veteran in the locker room as well. Um, and, and that's that's really it. I'm just looking at spot rack right now. Just looking at the free agents. There's just not a lot of guys that I really see. Uh, Jalen McDaniel's. He's a good defender. I could see him. Uh, possibly being a target. Um, Derrick Jones Jr., he's just an athlete and a half uh, from the Bulls. Um, and that's about it. Like, if I had to just guess and see if they are going to bring anybody in, Torian Prince, maybe he's a good defender. Um, but, yeah, free agency right now, I just don't think that's something that's really going to be a big part of the Wizards roster at this point. Torrey Craig is a guy that I, I've always liked from the Suns as well. So all these guys are kind of mid-tier players. Um, not going to be very impactful, but once again, we know what the goal is this year. You know, I have started to watch a little bit of Cooper flag and, and Carlos Boozer's son for next year. So um, that, that's kind of yes, the sir. goal for the Wizards right now. Man, I'm trying to say Cooper flag, man, and Boozer's kid, man. Yes, sir. <laughs> they will look really good in a Wizards uniform, man. Um, so, yeah, I've been watching too. But looking back at the free agent um, targets, man, it's just I think you would have to be very transparent with a lot of these guys. Say, look, we're in the middle of a rebuild. You're here for depth. You know, if we have an injury, <laughs> you know, we have to send a guy down to the Cap City Go-Go, you'll get playing time. But I don't want anything to really get in the way of a lot of these young guys getting playing time. That's where I'm at. You know, I understand depth, but I think the biggest part to me is year one of a rebuild is we got to get minutes to these guys, especially Bilal, especially Johnny Davis. Uh, Denny, you know, uh, he's a contract. So I think people will be very surprised that 
he could be made available on on inspiring contract. You, you never know. But um, I would like to see how he does this here to see if he takes that step. But now I just I want the young guys to get playing time, you know, especially Bilal, because like 18 years old, he he needs playing time. He's gonna mm-hmm. need time to kind of get his footing and adjust to, to the NBA speed, man, because you just you know, look, the NBA speed is faster. You know, closeouts are faster, man. You got to get the ball off quicker. You know, Denny learned that the hard way. So, like I said, I think if anybody on this roster, as far as the young guys are under the microscope for playing time, it's Denny and Bilal because they have to, they have areas they need to show up. Really the same areas. And if you look at the areas that Bilal is really good at, left hand, I think he might want to work with Denny a little bit because, the, you know, left hand is something that Denny has struggled with. So <laughs> I already know. <laughs> Just saying that, I already know. <laughs> well, yeah, Denny already he, he released a couple of workout videos that went viral today on on uh, on social media. So we were in that part of the offseason right now. Like I said, I don't get caught up in workout videos. But, yeah, I think he definitely could learn a little bit from Blau. Blau showed off a nice left hand. So that's something he definitely needs to work on. So, um, you know, we'll see. We'll see. Um, Corey Kishman put a couple of workout videos out there, too. He looked pretty good, but uh, once again, I, I don't get caught up in the workout warrior uh, videos for nah, sure. Nah, because every uh, year Ben Simmons is hitting three pointers, man. So. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, yeah, another a couple guys uh, that I saw too. I'm just looking at spot rack too, looking at some of the free agents. Uh, Matisse Thybul. I want to say the Blazers just picked up his uh, his, his option, uh, so he might not be available. Seth Curry is a good shooter. I do like him. I've always liked him. I don't see them getting him because they already have Shamit, the kind of similar players, both shooters. Um, Javante Green from the Bulls. He's an energy guy, high energy guy, and uh, that's really about it. Josh Richardson, he's available too, free agent. But you know, you want to you want to see Johnny Davis get playing time. Karis LeVert, the Wizards were reportedly interested in him. That was a report that came out, but once again, he probably take minutes away from Johnny. Um, so yeah, I mean, it, that's just where we're at right now. Yeah, that's exactly where we're at. It's it's gonna be interesting, man, because that CBA rule is gonna make it very interesting to kind of mess with the salary cap so um yeah that's where i'm at so mm-hmm. uh before we move on man tonight's episode is brought to you by prize picks so how does prize picks work well simple you pick two to, two to six players and if they goes and score more or less than the prize picks projections you can win up to 25 times your money on any entry no competing against other people it's just you versus the projections available prize picks offers projections on any sport that you can watch and some that you can't the nba the nfl major league baseball NHL, PGA golf, college football, men's and women's college basketball, soccer, the WNBA, esports, NASCAR, tennis, MMA, boxing, disc golf, Euro basketball, cricket, and more. Entries can be made in 60 seconds or less. It's that easy. Safe and fast withdrawals. Currently operational in other 30 states and Canada. Download the Prospects app or go to prospects.com to sign up and play daily fantasy sports. First time users can receive 100% instant deposit match. Up to $100 with promo code locked on. If you deposit $100, prize picks will give you $100. If you deposit $50, prize picks will give you $50. Don't forget the Ember promo code locked on to sign up for an instant deposit match up to $100. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Dollars. All right. 
Yes, sir. All right. So uh, let's wrap it up here with the uh, thing that's gotten people worked up. So this is a report <laughs> saying the CEO of Monumental Sports Entertainment is reportedly in talks with Virginia officials to possibly move his teams, the Wizards and the Capitals to Crystal City, Virginia. Now, personally, I'm not too familiar with Crystal City, Virginia, but I'll, I'll get your reaction. You, you can go ahead first and react to this. Um, I'm I was raised in North Virginia. Um. So I'm, I'm I'm a little familiar with Crystal City. It's uh, kind of in the area of the Pentagon, across the river from D.C. Mm-hmm. Here's the thing, um, and it's been like this since we, we both grew up in the DMV. You know, Virginia, mm-hmm. the Commonwealth of Virginia has always been the big money state, you know, and I'm, it's not a political channel. I'm not going to get in politics, but I think that, you know, if you're looking at this move and the fact that, you know, the commanders had, you know, bought land in Stafford, Virginia, you know, um, there's been rumors that there's a lot of interest from the Commonwealth of Virginia of bringing the commanders over to Virginia, you know, you got two ownership groups that, you know, you could potentially lose out of D.C. So I think there's going to have to light a fire under the D.C., man. You know, the, as far as the um, the city council and polit- you know, politicians in D.C., because to lose two major ownership groups, man, that's got a lot of fire. Um, so Crystal City, man, look, anybody in the area knows that there's money in North Virginia. I could see them building an up-to-date arena. With a shopping area, because there's a, I mean, there's a big area in Crystal City, man. So, I mean, because look, I mean, North Virginia's been the fastest growing area in in the country for the last twenty years. You know, now it's probably going to be Charlotte, um, North Carolina, but I can see it happening. There's a lot of money in North Virginia. I just, you know, I don't want to see it happen. Now, you know, we were talking to you about there's a lot of sports franchises where you know their headquarters or where they play is outside the city. You know, obviously the Jets, the Giants, New York. Um, People, um, the Pistons, they actually play, uh, what was it? Ah, man, was it Auburn Hills? So it's, it's kind of outside the city of Detroit. So there's examples of teams playing outside of the respective cities. But, you know, I don't want to see it. I, I don't want to see them move. I think there's still a lot of potential with Capital One. You know, if you look at the area, and like you said, we were talking about this. Um, the area of Chinatown is revitalized area. I think it's a, it's a prime location. I think they have to work with them and keep them in the city. Because um, if you look at, you know, a couple examples, uh, Nationals Park, Anacostia. You know, anybody from the city knew that, you know, back in the day, man, Anacostia was a rough spot. Now, you know, it's kind of revitalized area. You know, now you got shopping areas, you have high-priced apartments. I mean, the wharf is revitalized now. You know, it's just it's just a whole different area now. So, you know, I, I, it's going to be interesting because, as you know, money talks. So, I mean, Commonwealth of Virginia, like I said, um, as far as, they, they, I, I can't remember what they voted on, but I know they voted in favor of taxpayers funding a new stadium for the commanders. So looking at that and the fact that there's always been big money in North Virginia, especially Crystal City, um, I could see it happening. And I just, but I don't know if I want it to happen. I, I, I do want to see the Caps and the Wizards stay in the city. So it's going to be interesting going forward, man, because you're, you're starting to see a lot of change of dynamics in the area of Washington, D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. So. To me, it's, it's, it's going to be interesting because I, I don't want it to happen, but I can see it happen. I can see both the Wizards and Capitals and the Commanders roll out of the of D.C., man. And I know that, you know, the Commanders have been in Merlin, but it, it's just it's crazy how the dynamics change in this area. So I can see them moving, but I personally I don't want to, man. I, I, I still value taking that trip across the river, going to Northwest and, and going to see the Wizards of Capital One. So, mm-hmm. yeah, so you're a Virginia guy. I was I was born and raised in PG County. So, I, you know, of course, the commanders being in PG County, Orlando, Maryland, I don't mind that. But, you know, they're the Washington Wizards. So, you ideally, you want the team to be in D.C. That's where the rich history is. 
that's where the team that's where ideally it should be in the city and it has revitalized chinatown it has revitalized gallery place it has revitalized that area it's given a lot of people jobs it's given a lot of people uh you know just things to look forward to and, and to do in the city you know of course that stadium you know it brings things all year round. it's not just the wizards it's the caps you got uh, concerts in there comedy shows what have you different events in there going on so um, I would hate for the Wizards to move out of D.C. and move to Virginia or even to PG County. I would rather just them be in Washington, D.C. Um, Virginia. Now, I know there, there has been some crime in that area. I know they just shut down that McDonald's that's right next to the stadium. I want to say it's, it's located on the outside, but inside the stadium because of the crime that's been happening there. Some people yeah. are concerned about that. Um, but, you know, I think I was looking at I was reading the article from ABC7 and they said that Ted may be using this as a tactic to get money to revitalize the stadium or make upgrades to the stadium. Of course, he's put, um, you know, betting, betting places in there, gambling places in there. He's been trying to do stuff. They just put in the the seats that are how much it's like $185,000 per year, (laughs) whereas sections, you get drinks, you get food and all kinds of stuff, you know, and you're about to put, you're about to have a team that's not going to have many wins next year. So he's got to get some money from somewhere. It wouldn't be ideal in Virginia. Of course, traffic is bad. Traffic is bad in D.C., but traffic in Virginia, too, wouldn't be ideal either. And then Crystal City, from what I've read and heard, there's not a lot of real estate, not a lot of places in Crystal City. Like I said, I'm not familiar because I grew up in PG County. I didn't really go. It was For me, it was PG and D.C. That's where I would reside for the most part. Um, but, yeah, it would be ideal for it to be in D.C. You don't want to see every team in D.C. be one, the commanders in PG County, then move to V.A., and then you finally get the Nats in D.C., but – you typically want to have that that team be in their hometown, and it may turn some of the fans off for that. Of course, if they're winning, people are going to travel anywhere. We we talked about the New York Giants, the Jets. Their stadium is where is it at? It's in East Rutherford, New Jersey. So there's a lot of teams that are not in the city that their name is at. Some teams are out in the outskirts. They're in suburbs where it is better areas. There's just more land, less traffic, what have you. So it, I, I get it. Where other teams they 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 go out of the city. And they go to different places that are in suburbs or, or other neighborhoods. But I think it would turn some of the fans off for sure. So I think it would be better just for them to be in D.C. And we'll see. In the stadium, it's still a good stadium. It's not like FedEx Field where, you know, water's coming out the ceiling and out of the roof. And the, the uh, stands are falling on Jalen Hurts' leg. And you got terrible Eagles fans falling over and stuff like that. Even though, you know, I'm not going to say I want the Eagles fans to get hurt, but, you know, it was funny just seeing them fall over a little bit. But, you know, I'm happy Jalen Hurts is okay, of course. But, um, you know, it is what it is on that part. But, yeah, I mean, I, I don't think it's going to move. I think Ted is trying to move this. I, I think he's trying to use this to get money to upgrade the stadium. So we'll see how this plays out. I, I saw a couple of people worked out worked up over this. I think they said uh, – some people were saying Woodbridge, Virginia, if I'm not mistaken. I'm not too familiar with that area either. Yeah, um, yeah. But – I, I'm, I'm assuming there's a good amount of land out there. I, I bet the traffic is awful in that part too. Um, and then Virginia drivers, you know, like I said, DC drivers aren't great either. But I heard, you know, Virginia drivers are some of the worst in in, in the United States. Hey, watch out now! <laughs> some of the worst driving that I've seen with Merlin tags, man. <laughs> but now, um, Woodbridge, man, I'm, I'm familiar with Bridge. I got some family out there, man. It's um, 95 South, going towards Fredericksburg, man. So there's a lot of land out there, you know. Stafford, there's a lot of potential because the DC area is growing, man. Mm-hmm. You know, when I, I left, I grew up here. I left in 2004 and went in the army, man. I got out in 2011, and it was a totally different DC area, man. I mean, you was just it's built up so much. So, like you said, I, I, 
it's just I, I think he's using his leverage. I don't see them going anywhere, but it's unfortunate because don't don't play with people like that, man. I mean, it's you know, you know, you got people that have been fans for 30, 40 years, man. You know, mm. you just yeah, I just don't you know, one thing about I love my sports, man, but one thing I never agreed with was taxpayer money going to a stadium. If you're not a sports fan, then but you're paying for a stadium. I always thought that was crazy, but I just yeah, I th- it's good. I think it's leverage. I don't see them going anywhere now. You know, I know we're not talking about commanders, but I think they have more of a likelihood of moving just based on their location in their stadium. Mm-hmm. Like you said, you know, FedEx Field, good God, you know, doo doo water flying everywhere, and <laughs> Eagles fans rolling over. I like to see a couple of Cowboys fans roll over, man. But <laughs> so it's gonna be interesting, man. It's gonna be interesting. Yeah, and the Cap Center was in Largo, so that was in PG County. That was a suburb of dc so i mean it, you know we've seen the bullets be over there and, and not be in dc but it's cool just to have them down there in dc and gallery place there's some good things there's a couple of museums down there there's some places to shop down there of course um good places to eat around there too so i, I think they have made that place um a good place to go there's there's some nice places um not mistaken there's like a, a cuttery near there and some other bars yeah. and stuff right there so they have revitalized that area. It's a nice – when we went to the game, I, you know, we were about to go – we didn't get a chance to go to eat. There's, um, you know, what is it? Is it Cunningham's or something like that? There's a restaurant yeah. right by there too. So Shake yeah, Shack? I mean – Yeah, yeah. There's, there's, there's things to do down there. It's not a dump. It's not a dump of an area. It's a good area. So I think they should keep it there. If they can make upgrades to it, like I said, it's, it's, I, think, I think it's a good stadium. I think it's a good stadium. Yeah, I, I do too, man. Look, like, I'm a Virginia boy, man. You know, country boy from Virginia, man. But and, you know, when I was a kid, any chance I got to go to DC, I, I did. You mm-hmm. know, I, you know, and I think that they need to look to keep these teams in DC. I think they need to really work on bringing the Can Handers to RFK. That's a whole other you know sport and conversation. Mm-hmm. But you know, I, I like to see them work with the city, work with Teleonsis, and keep them there because there's a lot of potential in that area of the city, man. You know, country. I mean, uh, Chinatown is not a scrub. There's a lot of nice restaurants, mm-hmm. a lot of nice things to do, man. So, you know, if they move, man, you know, I, just, I, I need a reason to go to D.C., man, because I, I just, I've been in love with Washington, D.C. since I was a kid, man. So definitely was try to keep them in the district. So that's right. why I'm at. Yeah. Yeah. You just have the defenders in, in D.C., in the Nats and D.C. United. But we're going to wrap it up here. I'm intrigued to see what happens tomorrow. Free agency, what they do, what moves they make, what trades they make. Uh, I just want to thank you guys for subscribing. Uh, and make sure you guys like the video as well. Subscribe on wherever you guys get a podcast. Hit the notification bell on YouTube. Hell to the Wizards. Peace. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.